WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Come to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill for the release of our newest private barrel Thursday, November 16th. Lugo's Risky Rum, double-aged in oak barrels for a distinctive and woody taste, is the perfect rum for bourbon fans. Join 125 of your friends upstairs at Visor's Rooftop for this exclusive release, featuring a special spread of our farm-to-table food, rum cocktails, gifts, raffles, and a meet-and-greet with Coach Spurrier. Each ticket includes a barrel of Spurrier's single-barrel select Risky Rum. Plus, every 11 tickets sold will have their bottles signed by Coach Spurrier. It's going to be a great night. Get your tickets at Spurrier's.com. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. It is a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Zach is our producer today. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to the Ocala Quarterback Club for having me there as a speaker last night. Great group. Always enjoy going down there, uh, and it was a good time. So thank you to the Ocala Quarterback Club. Uh, enjoy talking to Gator Clubs when I get the chance, and uh, fun to do. Uh, today, if everything goes correctly, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, scheduled to be here. He'll take your questions, calls, and comments. Laura Rutledge from ESPN, the SEC Network, will join us. And Terry Ford up in Columbia, South Carolina, sports radio up there. He'll talk Gamecocks as the Gators get set to play South Carolina. And tomorrow, we will have our normal prognostication Friday day. So that's what's in store the next couple of days. Uh, some other things going on in sports. Congratulations to my buddy, Shane Matthews. Shane gets a nice honor today. Um, he is named uh, a 2023 SEC Football Weekend of Champions uh, Football Legends class member. How about that? Yeah. It includes 14 players and Shane, one of them. He was inducted to the UF Athletic Hall of Fame back in 
2002. The entire class will be honored at the SEC Football Weekend of Champions at the SEC Championship game uh, in Atlanta, December 1 and 2. So uh, cool for Shaner, and uh, congratulations to him. Uh, Boy, after yesterday, I was a little surprised at what the uh, – the I, I figured out the average uh, – remember I said yesterday, zero, no confidence, 10, confidence out the roof. It was about 4.4 yesterday. I figured it out. Math's not my greatest subject, but I was able to do it. And uh, that surprised me a little bit. But that's kind of where things are. Tonight, Broncos and Chiefs will have it for you live. And how about the Major League Baseball playoffs? This is one of those years you can absolutely throw the regular season out. Out. The ALCS has two teams from the West. Houston, Texas Rangers. And the Braves are one step from elimination, and the Diamondbacks blow out the Dodgers. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I don't know nationally how this is going to play out. Will the Astros, Rangers, or Diamondbacks, Phillies ring a bell? I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Um Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com has projected a 12-team playoff. It changes every week, but here's what he projects. Nine Washington at eight Penn State, the winner to play one Georgia. Twelve Tulane at five Ohio State, the winner to play Number four, Texas. Eleven, Alabama at six, Oklahoma. And the winner advances to play three, Florida State. That'd be a great matchup. And then ten, Oregon at seven, USC, two Pac-12 teams. And they would play, the winner would play Michigan. That's what he projects now. Certainly, um, that can change, and it will change. But uh, just want to throw that out there. Because um, I do think uh, those are interesting pairings there. All right, let's get to a couple of emails. It's going to be a slow... I, I thought today would be that. And that's why a lot of guests today. There just isn't... I think there's a lot of angst about this game on Saturday. And that's why I think people are kind of reluctant to chime in with it here if you want to go see gator baseball and fall practice they've got an updated schedule uh they will practice at 2 30 today they will not scrimmage though tomorrow at 2 30 they will scrimmage and saturday and sunday they'll practice at 10 in the morning and there will be a scrimmage now remember they're going to play georgia in jacksonville as part of the florida georgia thing and then stetson on november 5th That'll be at the Conrad Ballpark. So keep those dates handy, uh, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, okay, Jonesy 
if there was one part of South Carolina's offense that Florida needs to make one-dimensional, which part is it? Well, it already is, Jonesy. Carolina averages 87 yards a game on the ground. They average 300-plus throwing the ball. That's pretty one-dimensional, isn't it? What I think this game is going to come down to which team runs it the best. And that would favor Florida. But we'll see. Peyton says, Farley Dickinson's already warmed up with a game play before they upset Purdue in March Madness. I feel the Phillies, D-backs, and Rangers had similar advantage in that they were not resting on their momentum coming into their series. Well, a lot is made of that. You know, whether or not that when you get a lot of wins in the regular season and you get a bye, uh, does the rest help you? Uh, I think that varies year to year. Patrick says, uh, wanted to see the Dodgers or Atlanta against Baltimore. Well, you won't see that. That's for sure. Um, and then uh, Bill says, uh, who is the number two team uh, behind Georgia in the SEC? You could you could debate that. I mean, LSU, but their defense is really bad. Everybody else kind of has holes, right? Georgia doesn't have many holes, but that's a good question. Who is number two right there? Um, Mike, <laughs> he says, and Sean and I will talk about it, because Sean has done MLB, obviously. He asked the same question the previous emailer asked. Is it better going into the playoffs to play right away or rest? Well, I think that just varies on season to season. It's not worked out for the teams that won 100 games, that's for sure. Dodgers out. Braves could be out. And I thought the Braves were prohibitive favorites, but their pitching at the end of the year was kind of beat up. And the Phillies, they're – and that whole thing with Bryce Harper and staring down the end, that, that, that's, that's postseason stuff right there. That's uh, really good. I'll get Sean here a little early, 12-10. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Eitan Ohana. Gator Sports has some big matchups coming up. The soccer team heads away to face Arkansas tonight. The Razorbacks look for their 10th win of the season. The volleyball team also hits the road for a matchup against Mississippi State Friday. The 12-3 Gators look for their 5th SEC win. Moving to high school sports, the Friday night lights will be shining with some fun games to watch. Newberry travels to Eastside, Union County heads to Hawthorne, and Oakleaf hosts Buholtz. Finally, Thursday Night Football tonight marks week 6 of the NFL season. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs look for their 16th straight win over the Denver Broncos. Coverage begins here at 8pm. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Eitan Ohana. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. The Road of Your Boys Ranch in Palatka is one of the best charities in the state of Florida. They do wonderful work. They help at-risk young boys from difficult home environments find their way again, but they make them earn it. 
and you can help in doing that. If you have an unused or unwanted vehicle, if it's a car, a motorcycle, an RV, whatever it is, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation, by the way. They take the vehicles, and the kids themselves fix them, repair them, resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills. It's one of the very best charities in the state of Florida you can support. If you want to help and find out more about what they do, simply Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. That's rbr.org. HCA Florida Silver Springs Emergency, located at 36th Avenue and Silver Springs Boulevard, is now open 24-7. Visit hcafloridahealthcare.com to learn more. This emergency department is part of HCA Florida Ocala Hospital. This is not an urgent care center. Its services are billed at hospital rates. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Severe weather hits Gainesville. WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. With the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, welcome back. It is our pleasure to bring in the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. 
Ian Shaner getting ready to go up to Columbia for the weekend in what is a very important game. You know, sometimes, Sean, you hear, and I'm guilty of this, I think we all are, this is a big game, this is a big game, right? Every game's a big game. But if you look at where Florida is and where South Carolina is in their respective seasons, this is a big game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's um, maybe more so for Florida at this point. I, I just, look, I'm going to be overly dramatic when I say this, and I may <laughs> back myself up before Saturday, but this game, this moment, because of where it's being played, all those things, this has the potential to make your season or break your season. And that sounds real dramatic, but when you look at different boxes that you'd like to check here, road win, better check that box, quiet that conversation down a little bit, learn how to be better away from the swamp. Um, to position yourself to be possibly 5-2 and two going into the bye, now you're one win away from bowl eligibility, and I think that in a lot of ways it validates some of the things on the positive side from this season, and it sets you up to... Um, maybe maybe even reach what Shane said about this team, that they could win a minimum of eight games. If you don't win this game, the, it only gets louder about the road situation, and it puts you right in a real spot here to, um, to have a chance to do what Shane predicted for this team, which would be minimum eight wins, which, again, I, I kind of threw my head back a little bit when he said it. I, I don't prognosticate in that way, but I know how good he is at doing that. But if you lose this game, now you put yourself in real jeopardy of not being able to achieve that goal. So if, if the Gators lose, is it the end of the world? No. Is it fire the coach? No. Is it? You know, but at the same time, if we're talking about the scope of this season and what could be or not be, this one pivots pretty hard. Um, got a couple of emails that uh, there's no sound in the live Facebook feed. We're trying to uh, make that work. So just bear with us. Daryl, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Sean, I hope you can give me a vote of confidence tonight for the Braves. I've been a Braves fan since I was a kid, and uh, it don't look good for the Braves night in Philadelphia. The bats are not working right now. The pitch is kind of suspect, too. Yeah, and it's a tough place to play, isn't it? I mean, that might be the best home field uh, advantage right now in Major League Baseball in the postseason, what's going on in Philadelphia. Look, this is who's hot and who's not, and, and that's – this time of year, and it's hard to say that Philly isn't maybe the hottest team going right now. Uh, and I still think that Atlanta, and I heard Steve in the last segment say, look, he thought hands down they were the prohibitive favorite going into postseason. I don't know if I'd argue against that. So until they're out, I still say they're in the conversation. So that's the only vote of confidence I can give you going into tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sean, you know, the game Saturday – I kind of feel like this is maybe a must-win situation for Florida because, you know, to achieve the goals, you know, if we, if we lose, I mean, still it's, there's still things ahead of us, but it'd be nice going into the break before we play Georgia 5-2 and two instead of 4-3. and three. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, it just doesn't it seem sexier to be 5-2 and two at this point. There's a word I didn't think I'd use today. Um, <laughs> I'm not so sure I'm ready to label this a must-win. I just think it's a big opportunity that propels you forward and I think that one thing about a young team, and I brought a number with me today. I'll share that with you in a second, Steve. Um, one thing about a young team is confidence and momentum, and then you would be going into the bye with momentum. Nobody wants to go in that bye week feeling like the 12-day week that seemed to be after the Kentucky loss. That week seemed to go like 12 days. I, I don't think they want to go through that going into the bye and knowing what looms in Jacksonville. So uh, there's a lot of things that 
are on the positive here if you go five and two and win this game on the road. You want to hear the stat? Okay, appreciate it. Yep, thank you, Daryl. Yep, yeah, go. Um, Number one in NCAA football in number of true freshmen who have played in every game this season. Wow. Yes. Wow. That that just it was one of those deals. Like, "Mm mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. And you wonder where you know you wonder sometimes about a young football team. Yeah, uh, is everybody else young right now? Uh, you know, is Florida some unicorn? Well, not necessarily, but they're number one, and the next team behind them is a couple of ticks down. Interestingly enough, LSU's in that top five. Again, the category here is number of true freshmen who have participated in every game. Uh, and so Trey Wilson doesn't even add to that number, and he's a significant freshman for this team. In every game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steven says, uh, I, I like that you're the host of Gator Tales. What are your favorite parts of hosting that? Interviewing. I, I enjoy conversation. And I, I think that that podcast, whatever it was, whatever it will end up being, I, I'd like to think that we're going to talk to some people that maybe you wouldn't get to hear from on a, on a week-to-week basis because of, like, like on your show here, we're, we're a little more in the moment, right? And, and your show is discussing the topics of the week, the biggest stories in sports, locally and nationally, too. That podcast allows me to visit with some people that uh, maybe don't fit that bill because my feeling is you all are doing a great job doing the X's and O's and all that, so I'm, I'm trying to steer my conversation to maybe that person that we don't normally get to hear yeah, from. I, yeah. And I think that works. Uh, Steven says, what do you think about Coach Stoops' comments about Georgia buying players? I don't know what to think about it. I mean, we're all talking about it, aren't we? Yeah. In some form or fashion. Jimbo did it last year, and then he and Nick get in a big kerfuffle over that. And I just, I think some of those kind of comments are better kept in house. Uh, does, it, does it lessen Kentucky's loss by saying that? No. No, not yeah. at all. Look, and, and this is coming from a guy who seemingly all the time rebuilds at quarterback, running back, and a few other due to the transfer portal. Yes. So whether he bought him or not, he's he's shopping just like everybody else. Yep. And and what it look, give Kentucky credit for how it beat Florida, right? But it was almost like it's an excuse that we got smoked by Georgia. Yeah, and it's also kind of like, hey, if you fans would just donate some more money, well yeah. next time maybe we beat them. Ah, yeah. Come on, really? I mean, yes, every coach right now is trying to deal with the NIL thing and every coach is hoping that there's more and more participation in the NIL space from said fan bases. But don't, I mean, that's kind of, don't throw it on the fans like that. That's a little silly. Yeah, and, and where he did it, too, yes. is just odd. If you want to talk during the week about what NIL is and what's effect, okay, but that, that was a sour grapes moment. Save it for the rubber chicken circuit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. I yeah. mean, when you go out in the spring, just like Billy Napier and everybody else does, go to speak all the Gator clubs and all the big booster organizations, all that, yeah, that's a fine place to have that conversation. Yep. But to do it right after you took that L yeah. you know, on your radio show, I don't know, just uh, it I'm, didn't, I'm with didn't you. sit well. Todd says, I think you said the average response to your Carolina game confidence question was about a four. I think Florida will win if they can establish the run and get contained pressure on Rattler. But given this road record of ours, what had you so surprised at those responses? Curious, what's Sean's confidence level for this game? I don't like doing this stuff. But I, look, I, number one, we're in for a close game. I, I think there's going to be a tight one-possession type game on Saturday afternoon. I think that I like hearing about road adjustments 
more importantly, this is about starting fast. This team's got to come out of the gate, um, whether it's home road or indifferent. But the road numbers bear this out, and we'll get to Rattler in a second here. But just here's some of the stuff from my research, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm just no. a chunky on this stuff. No, I, I think it's great. All right. For, um, you've got a field goal, basically, in the opening quarter of your two road games right now. Here are your 12 first-half possessions offensively for the Gators in the two row games. You've punted eight times. You've been picked off one time. You've made one field goal. You've missed a field goal, and you've scored one touchdown. That's not starting fast. No. The defense has allowed five touchdowns in the first half of the two games combined. So, And by the way, uh, other than the road game that you won last year at A&M, you've trailed by two scores basically going to the fourth in these road games. It's hard enough playing on the road. Just don't do it from behind. So let's see if they can't get a fast start. And then I think they'll feel differently about how this, this progresses. But easing into a road game is, is um, not the way to go. So I'm looking for a fast start. That's going to be key. And we can get into the other stuff too. And by the way, the whole Spencer Rattler thing, yeah, it's one of those deals. He can absolutely look Heisman-like in one game and then look like he should be playing Division Three football in another game. So it's always kind of this, what kind of rattler you're going to get this week. So when I sit there and say what my comfort level is and all that, I, I'm kind of a wait and see. I just think it's going to be tight. I think he's been really good because they have no run game. And their offensive line is suspect. Suspect is the good word for it. Yeah. So And look, they're trying to figure out who is their number two receiver. Yeah, Leggett, obviously. Leggett's but, yeah. tops, right? But is their tight end that guy, Knox? Uh, they think that they're getting a little bit of help here back from injury. i, I got to go to my, my sheets here, sorry. Um, you know, when it comes to they've had the injury to Juice, right? That hasn't helped Carolina's situation offensively. But, you know, can can Knox be the true number two guy? Can they get something out of Amarian Brown? That's, you know, that's the other, 11 catches on the year. This is a super senior, young. you know, the guy out of Tampa. He's, he's only five foot nine, but they've got to do something to – to loosen things up, I guess, a little bit. Mario Anderson's trying to carry the load at running back. Not a bad running back, right? Um, but, yeah, no, they're, they're, there's things that Beamer's probably not real happy about. And, look, they're coming off of a bye, and so you know they've tweaked some things, and my little two-deep here probably gets shaken up when I see them in the flesh on Saturday. Um, I don't know what you're privy to or not privy to, but it always interests me. When Coach was here, Coach Perry the other day, mm-hmm. I sort of said to him, now what'd you guys do on the road? And Shane made a point. He said, you know, it wasn't as regimented and as rigid as it seems to be now. You know, we, we had meetings, but, you know, we'd be on the field and I'd punt the ball and, you know, it was just a way to be loose. And he's a guy, we all know that to the nth detail of things, do you sense any change in the routine when they go on the road? I, I think that's where we're going to see some tweaking going into this weekend. For example, the team's going to leave earlier than, than they normally have. It seemed like all throughout last year and the first part of this year, Coach Napier wanted that team kind of, kind of arriving around 5.30 local time, no matter where, we, where the team was going, right? And then from there, it's immediately they go to their team meal. Coach goes in, blesses the meal. We do our pregame interview, and then the night is pretty regimented in a lot of ways for them on the road, but it seemed, seemingly was just a little bit compacted. So in, in this case, if the team goes a little bit early, does that allow them to have a little bit of downtime, get to the rack a little bit earlier? And then the other thing, too, is that you know when you're playing at home, 
your your pregame routine seems to be a little bit more spread out. You know, you can get to the stadium early enough, and you've seen this. The guys that are not playing are going to get some time on the field, and then your phases work through. There's this walk all the way up to that run out of the south end zone here at the Swamp. On the road, that seems a little more condensed. Again, you're traveling less players, but maybe if you can replicate the timing of their home routine more like the road routine, in that sense, maybe that's a good road tweak too. Look, I've been around enough teams. Everybody kind of does this differently. Shane and I talked about this too. They would go to the stadium, and that's where some of that, right. you know, getting loose, just yep. seeing the facility. Yep. This team does not do that. Uh, should they or shouldn't they? I, I don't know. What, you know. Does that have an impact on winning? I don't know. But something clearly has to be shaken up a little bit, just freshen things up and get a different kind of approach to going on the road to play. Sean here, one more segment. Love to hear from you. Question for him, just either call us or email at 1228. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Now's the time to get your place ready for company with up to 40% off select online bath at the Home Depot because the holidays are coming to town. And so are your friends, your family, and their friends and family. So let the Home Depot help get your bathroom guest ready with the Tabana Vanity and the Matte Black Oswell Faucet from Glacier Bay for more storage and a new modern look. Refresh your space with up to 40% off select online baths. Plus, get free delivery on all online vanities and faucets from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new titanium iPhone 15 Pro that was just announced. Then again, next year, you get the latest iPhone every year. Boost Infinite, infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slow. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from this station's network. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. 
The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Time for your UF bookstore break right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After unsettled weather overnight and earlier this morning, another batch of storms is expected to move through our area from west to east during the afternoon. Again, damaging winds and stray tornadoes will be possible from these storm cells. Wind gusts to 30 miles an hour possible before these cells do arrive. And finally, tonight, rain chances tapering off. From the UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the swap. No play action. Pocket closing. Sacked at the 15 yard line. Yes, sir. Florida hits the road to face the South Carolina Gamecocks. 15, 10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Timing's everything. Thank you, Coach. Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here. He'll take your questions, calls, and comments. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. David, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, Sean. Uh, I'd like to add my congratulations to Shane Matthews. A uh, uh, reward, you know, richly deserved. It's great, great to see uh, Shane getting the kudos like that. Uh, Sean, I was curious about something that uh, I, I read just this week that Florida has the youngest team in the country in terms of uh, true freshmen actually uh, playing and the percentage of plays and so forth. Uh, what's, your, what's your view on, on uh, this year and how that youth is affecting this year's team and as we look into next year? Well, we, actually, we were just talking about it, David, that Florida leads the country right now in number of two fresh, uh, true freshmen, beg your pardon, that have played in every game. Uh, I think the number's 11. I may be off by one. But I want to say it's 11 true freshmen have played in every game so far here for Florida. That doesn't include Trey Wilson. That doesn't include several guys that have you know, had a, a game out due to injury or otherwise. So I, I think it speaks to, look, I think the conversation last year, at the end of last year where who are the best players on this team? And you rattled them off, and then the, then the next question was, are they Napier guys? Yep. And so now these are all true freshmen that are recruited by Napier, and they're having a high impact. 
And with that comes growing pains and inconsistencies with playing a young team. Florida's also in the top five when you take the category of either true freshman through redshirt sophomore. So that impact group. So it is, it's, it's a young football team uh, that has uh, given us some you know, acid reflux and a few other things this year. But at the same time, I think it lends to where this is going. And then, again, I don't buy into a whole lot of the, well, this is the third best recruiting class in the country coming in. I, I just, I'm, I'm hearing that it's going to be a very good class. And so when you stack that on top of what we're seeing on the field right now, at these impact positions with these young players, I, that's where I feel like it's trending in the right direction. Now, does it still feel painful when you have games like you've seen here re- recently? Sure it does. Um, but at the same time, that's that's my take on having a young football team right now. Well, the uh, the culture surely looks good. You know, everything I'm seeing about uh, Coach Napier and, and what he's building with, with his entire team, which is a, a big organization, uh, I think we're definitely headed in the right direction, and uh, I'm, I'm sure glad to see it. Yeah, and there's two things in that, and I'm glad you brought these these points up. And by the way, back to Shane for a moment. I've known about this now for several weeks, and it's been killing me not to want to talk about it. I'm so happy for my partner and a Gator legend, and, and, uh, and of course, he becomes a grandfather here. This is a big fall for Shane Matthews Sure is, now. yeah. So legend and grandfather, I, I keep telling Shane, he's my roommate on the road, too. Man, you're old. Man, you're old. And we're about the same age. Anyway, um, two things with regard to the youth part. Time on task is one uh, that I want to continue to see. The other thing that I think that has to develop, whether it be with the current group on campus or coming in behind them or something, there's got to be, and this is the conversation I've had now with Brandon Spikes on a couple of occasions, man, I want somebody to not be a real gentleman on the field. I want them to be a gentleman off the field, a true representative of what we want to be here at the University of Florida. But, man, I'm looking for a little nasty to start to come out of some of these very skilled, very cool uh, cats here in in the younger stages of their development with us. But, man, it sure wouldn't be a bad thing to see a little bit of nasty come out. And I think that will develop a little bit with some confidence. Well, we've we've had some badasses in the past, and I hope we get a, a few more in the future, too. Yeah, Appreciate yep. it. Yep, thank you, David. He's calling from Tallahassee. Patrick says, I, it's hard to read his email sometimes, but he says, with your new gig, what's the biggest surprise you didn't anticipate coming into the job? Gosh. How different college football is on a micro level. So, like, I came in here having done the lead broadcast for ESPN, you know, so I was back into the college game quite a bit before I came here to Gainesville, but that's not on the micro level. The micro level to me is how do you – I'm popping in and out of programs when you're doing the national stuff. When you're here and you're watching Billy Napier try and build a program and you fold in NIL and transfer portal, things that didn't exist when I first came into broadcasting all that, that's been kind of the, the roadmap. And some of that is on a personal level of – what can I do? What can I say? And then the other part is, how do I understand how that now factors into building rosters, maintaining rosters, and developing rosters? So that part's been a little bit new, being back in kind of this micro position. Let's go to the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. J.D., hello. Hey, uh, Steve. Um, uh, I agree with, with uh, what, what has been said about being a, a very close game. And what's really, really really scares me is um, special teams. And uh, I think last week maybe was our first what we would describe as a clean 
special teams game. Uh, and in a close game, special teams are going to be a premium. So uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts about that. I'll just, I'll just hang up and listen. It scares the daylights out of me. they got a, a dedicated special teams coach. And uh, I think what we went last year, 38 to 6 or something, and and I think that six points came on a fake punt. But, it was. Uh, anyway, it yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, thanks. Thank look, you, J.D. Look, it's less about a dedicated special teams coach. They have special teams DNA. Let's remember the last name of the head coach here. It's Beamer, and the old man was the guy when it came to special teams. No doubt. Coach Frank uh, kind of redefined what special yeah. teams could be in college Doesn't football. Doesn't fall too far from the tree. Right. Our caller is correct. Last week I thought was a fine effort on special teams. Pretty clean, nothing to make you you know, cringe, slap your forehead. Uh, I would say that try and do that again this week. And, oh, by the way, because of who you're playing and that Beamer name, you better be on red alert. Yeah. And here's the other thing I'll say. It's – I'm a history guy. It, it, I, what's happened to give him time? What's happened to, yeah, we know uh, the other guy didn't recruit well. He He needs time. And then after two games – that's just the world we live in, and I understand that. But I hope, I mean, even if part of it, I think, Sean, is if you go to Carolina and you play a competitive game and you get beat, I think most Gator fans would say, well, okay, we, we played well. They played a little bit better on the road. It's tough to win in this league. It's the optic. It's the how do you how do you look in that. And that's what I hope at least there's improvement in here in that to your point, getting off to a quicker start, looking better early, staying in the game, I think if they do that, they got a chance. Sure they do. Sure they do. Look, th- this team, and one of the reasons I came here, this, this team is an extension of us, right? So, yes, we can say all we want. Uh, in the big picture, yes, patience, admitting what the program was, how much work needs to be done to be put in it. But on a week-to-week basis, again, it's an extension of us, and so therefore – we want to we want to be represented well we want our our guys to win and we want this to be something that we've got over um, hanging over the head of a lot of people that we deal with not only across the state but across this conference so we like feeling good about us and i i'm okay with that and but at the same time just every once in a while a breath uh, <laughs> yeah. but and there yes. are there, sometimes the breaths aren't taken hey, but look. I may come on to your show and I may say, hey, look, this is where things are. This, da, 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 da. Don't think for a second that after when this doesn't go well on a Saturday, I don't want to go home and kick the trash can down the driveway and, you know, sling the garbage out of the recycle. <laughs> all that. I do. I do. We all do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hammer says, can you get Sean to give us the latest injury update he's heard? Okay. So two key guys kind of come back here. One on the offensive line. Great to have Austin Barber back. The other is ETN comes back at running back. Uh, thank you, Montrell, for carrying the load last week. Sure really did. played well. Yep. Uh, so those are two biggies there. Andy Jean is out. So we'll watch to see if, uh, say, Khalil Jackson has another step-up game. And then does Arliss Boardingham need to have seven catches for 99 yards and two touchdowns? I would love it if he does. But he helps fill a void with Caleb Douglas out, Andy Jean out, in that situation. Defensively, I think this team, knock on wood, if you don't mind, uh, good shape there. Kingsley-wise. Kingsley's out. Yep. Yep. I'll say this. So, Austin Barber plays. He starts at center in the Utah game. 
I think that I'm not Austin Barber. Excuse me, Jake Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah. I think that if Jake were sitting in the room with us right now, he would say, yeah, that didn't go real well. I've watched him improve week after week after week. So when Kingsley was hurt and, okay, Jake's got to start at center again, made me a little nervous. I'm, I'm really not nervous anymore about Jake Slaughter having to step into center right now with a guac and still not quite back. The bye week's going to be really big for Kingsley, I think. Uh, Slaughter was interviewed yesterday. Okay. And I listened to it. And it's funny you said what you just said mm-hmm. because you're parroting. He said, you can talk all you want about studying, but until you get thrown in there, and he said, I didn't do well. He said, I didn't do well. Mm-hmm. But he said, but I learned from it. And he said, I think I'm a lot better player now because of what I experienced when I got sort of thrown in there. Yeah. And that, to me, says a lot about the kid because he's, he's basically saying, I, okay, you, you can tell me about how this is, but until you do it, and he went through that, and he's a better player now. Yeah, harkens back to our earlier conversation about the youth of this football team and what, what it could mean long term. All right, uh, as we close here, um, key, if Florida wins, if? Start fast. Start fast. And, you know, I, I just I think when I look at what South Carolina is right now, they have not been effective on early downs, both sides of the football. Win that scenario. Uh, look, teams are converting on third down at an alarming rate against South Carolina right now. Some of that's against who they've played. Their losses are against legit teams. You Don't bet. get me wrong. So start fast. Be be manageable here, first and second down, and, and don't let Rattler, don't let Rattler be the guy that I described earlier. Yeah, that's oh Heisman conversation. No, 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 no. Make him be the Rattler he was in this building last year when you smoked them thirty-eight to six. You win the football game. We're five and two and heading into a week off. Okay, appreciate you, Sean. Yep, thank thank you. you. Laura Rutledge is next, 1245. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Eitan Ohana. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos travel to Kansas City to play Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs tonight. Wilson looks to turn the ship around for a struggling Broncos squad. Coverage begins here tonight at 8 p.m. The Gators will be in action this weekend with a few matchups to look at. The football team plays the South Carolina Gamecocks on Saturday, looking for its fifth win of the season. Florida men's tennis will be competing at the ITA Southeast Regionals this weekend. Finally, high school sports is in action. You can catch some football action Friday with matchups between Cedar Creek Christian and Oak Hall, Bronson and Trenton, and Keystone Heights versus Palatka. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Eitan Ohana. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, 
and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. It'll never happen to me. I'll never need help. That's what every boater thinks. But then one day, you do need help. And you have no way of getting it because you thought having an emergency locator beacon was unnecessary. You're wrong. Emergency locator beacons are effective, affordable, and they save lives. Seriously. If not for you, do it for them. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator Plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I've said this many times, I'm a lucky guy. One of my favorite dudes, Sean Kelly, he was just here, and now one of my favorite people ever joins me here, Laura Rutledge from ESPN and the SEC Network. Laura, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for doing this. Let's start with college. Big game coming up in Columbia for both teams. What do you see here? Yeah, um, I'm excited for Florida to uh, maybe build on what they did at home. And look, I get it, Vanderbilt, um, but who cares? It's a win. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. Um, You know, this is a South Carolina team that is very capable of scoring. They have a lot of talent. They haven't been able to put it together in the way that some of us expected, you know, heading into this season. Kind of in a lot of ways the same as Florida. I would say Florida had more question marks maybe even than South Carolina did. And so, you know, when you think about the way that this could all shake out. It could be an opportunity for Florida to kind of say, yeah, we, we got something done against Vanderbilt and let's get another win in the SEC East. You know, one one of the things that um, Napier had talked about after the win last week is it's just little things. And, and that's been kind of the case, I think, for his entire tenure as a head coach. But, um, you know, being able to do this 
on the road, being able to take what they were able to do at home and just build on it. I think it, it, you hate to talk about the Florida Gators, this, you know, powerful, storied, proud program this way, but I think that's just where we're at. And um, I'm excited for Florida to have an opportunity to hopefully show that, that they've got something going here. Um, Georgia just maybe Kentucky beating Florida got Georgia's attention. Um, but, Stoops' comment after the game about, you know, they're, they're buying players, mm. that seemed the wrong place to say that. I get the point. What were your thoughts when you heard that? Yeah, I think that um, Coach Stoops would probably like to take that back. You know, he, he, he's, I think, one of the classiest and one of the best coaches that we have in the SEC. He's been there a long time. He's got the most wins in Kentucky football history. I think that was a moment of frustration and just knowing that, Look, I mean, they, they can't match up with Georgia. I, I'm not sure many can at this point, and it's sort of what we're dealing with right now in, in the entirety of the SEC. Georgia has become a powerhouse that is hard to catch. And, um, you know, when you're Kentucky and you're thinking about, okay, they have a totally different standpoint when it comes to recruiting and however they're going to get players. You know, it's a different world now in college football, so money is a part of this. Kentucky's just in a different spot, and they are having to develop talent or use the transfer portal, you know, a little bit more than Georgia does. I mean, Georgia doesn't even really have to use the portal unless they're going to go and get somebody else's number one receiver off their team, (laughs) which is kind of what Georgia did and has done, but that's what happens when you win back-to-back national championships and you're going for a three-peat. Um, I would think that Mark Stoops would probably take that comment back you know, down the road. I, I, I know he has a ton of respect, too, for Georgia and for the program that Kirby Smart's built. With all the trials and tribulations of Alabama, Laura, here they sit as the only unbeaten team in the SEC West. Do you think they still win the West? Right now I do. Um, I thought that A&M game was a real test for them. Not only is it a difficult place to play, but there's, of course, the history these past couple of years and Jimbo being able to game plan really well against Nick Saban and um, you know being the, the former assistant that was able to get him down and all that. I think that plays into it, whether people want to actually admit it or not. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle. It's a piece of the conversation and the story. And for, you know, all the issues with A&M this year, they are an incredibly talented roster. Their D-line is really talented. You know, there were some things about them that weren't great from a matchup standpoint for Alabama. So the fact that Alabama, especially with a mistake-ridden game, escapes with a win, gets out of that one, you saw, I think, the beginnings or maybe a little bit past the beginnings of what Milrow can really do in this offense, using his legs a little bit. You know, that's one of the reasons why Nick Saban wanted him to be the starting quarterback because he said this is such a unique skill set. It's a skill set that really can give a defense fits if everything's operating well, which has been the issue for Alabama. But, uh, you know, they got to get past LSU, which is a difficult game. And, uh, you know, certainly you never discount anybody that Alabama is going to play because they're not the dominant Alabama that we've seen in years past. But they really weren't last year either. And yet Bryce Young I think shouldered so much that we forgot that really they weren't as complete of a roster last year as I think they even are this year. It's just the quarterback position has been a bit of an aberration this year, and it's it's been understandable considering that these guys haven't had the playing experience and maybe aren't as talented as some of these previous Alabama quarterbacks. That you look across the NFL and you say, oh my goodness, okay, so there's Jalen Hurts, you know, getting to the Super Bowl. There's Tua Tagovailoa with maybe the best offense in all of the NFL. You know, Mac Jones is struggling in in uh new england but it's not really necessarily all his fault i mean there's just 
so much success that I think you see from these guys that, that now is at the pro level, and you, you look back and you say, wow, those guys all played at Alabama. Laura Rutledge, our guest here. We're going to use kind of a good segue to talk a little NFL. Uh, I am so impressed with San Francisco. Uh, mm. You know, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Miami's offense. Uh, if that Kansas City, after that sort of three or four tier, Laura, what do you see next in line in the NFL? Yeah, you know, I would have said the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they had started to really look great. And I, I'm not counting them out, but they just got completely thrashed with injuries on the defensive side last week. It's going to be interesting to see how they're able to kind of deal with that. You know, uh, obviously, Travis White going down was terrible, but Matt Milano, I think, is a key piece of their defense and just so unfortunate to see him go down. I still think... Josh Allen had really started to figure something out, not trying to do too much, not trying to play too much hero ball, just uh, really making good decisions, getting the ball out quickly, things like that. I still think they're one that I would put in maybe that next tier behind those teams that you mentioned, but still right up there. I think the problem is, as we've seen, and we, we were kind of talking about this the other day, actually, off air of NFL Live, it's like, it, you know, you think back a couple years ago to when, the Bills in Kansas City had that overtime game, and then they they you know battled it out, and the coin flip ended up screwing them up. <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, it's like the most famous coin flip that we've had in quite some time." That might have been the Bills' best chance to win a Super Bowl, and they just couldn't even get the opportunity to get Josh Allen back out there on the field. And you know, it's revisionist history, but I do think. It's disappointing for, for the Bills because now the way this team is set up with some of their holes defensively, I don't know that they can go toe-for-toe toe, um, with Kansas City. And unfortunately, if you're going to make any headway in the AFC, that's what you're going to have to do. Zach, I'm going to let you know I'm going to go a little over the top of the hour here because I've got two more questions I want to ask Laura NFL Live-wise. Uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, th th the thought, Laura, of somebody mentioning would Robert Kraft fire him seems mm. crazy but new england's bad and i don't know from a personnel standpoint that they're going to be any better what do you see here yeah i think you said it right there the personnel i mean it's it's not necessarily the coaching although that's a piece and as i think you give them a bit of a pass for that in some ways but the problem as people are starting to realize and as people have pointed out in the last even handful of years He's also the GM, and he has not drafted well, and they haven't gotten players that they needed to get. I mean, they spent a bunch of money a couple off-seasons ago. They've tried to kind of like piece players together from different places because they realize they've had holes, but it's just not working out. And unfortunately, that falls on the GM's shoulders. And so I think, if anything, and I'm not saying he's going to get fired, but I think, if anything, there needs to be an assessment of, all right, what have you done for us as a general manager? Coaching wise we know he's one of the greatest at least with tom brady at the helm yeah, yes <laughs> that, that helps a little yeah who wouldn't be right yeah uh, but he, he's he's been excellent in that way but i think the gm issue here is maybe more alarming and something that uh i do think they're going to be looking at because this is just embarrassing at this point last thing um we've seen play calling in the college game seep into the nfl with the type with some of the type of quarterbacks that have been drafted. And I want to get your thought on Anthony Richardson because he's now been hurt a third time. And it does it, it lends itself to an intriguing matchup with Jacksonville because Gardner Minshew now is going to quarterback the Colts. But 
do the Colts have to reassess how they use Anthony Richardson, at least early on, because of his injury situation? Yeah, I know it feels like that. Um, I, I think the interesting thing about Richardson is no one questioned his durability. You know, everybody was talking about Bryce Young and he's too fragile and all that. It's like Richardson's like this avatar-looking guy. I mean, he's he's unbelievable size-wise. I think what Richardson probably will need to learn, and this is just a bit of a learning experience for him, is he's going to have to make some business decisions here. You know, <laughs> there have been some times where he's making these great plays and he's been so fun to watch when he's been healthy, but you know, concussion-wise, I mean, you just got to protect yourself a little bit more. Shoulder, it's injuries are going to happen, but I think these were avoidable injuries in the sense that he was trying to extend plays and, and make some things happen. So I think they'll probably adjust a little bit when he does come back. They're going to play this really conservatively because, of course, Andrew Luck is in the back of their minds, you know, different type quarterback, but still a guy that they probably pushed too much when it came to getting him back out there on the field. They're going to take it really slow with Richardson with the investment they've made in him. But I think they'll probably be somewhere in the middle of maybe an adjustment play call wise in some ways, but also just telling him, Hey, we know that you want to make the play and you're an unbelievable athlete, but you got to protect yourself a little bit more and you got to, you know, maybe throw the ball away and, and try the next play instead of trying to make something happen on every single opportunity. Certainly plugging NFL Live. SEC Nation, where are you? Tell us about the game. Yeah, so we're going to be in Knoxville uh, this weekend for A&M Tennessee. Pretty interesting game for sure. Uh, Tennessee's favored last time I checked, but A&M, I think, does have that talented roster. They're just inconsistent. So um, we're excited to get out there to Knoxville and, and get everybody ready for another Saturday in the SEC. Always appreciate Laura coming back and talking to Gainesville. Laura Rutledge, NFL Live, ESPN, SEC Network. She does a lot of stuff. Thank you, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate you, Steve. Same here, Laura. Yep, thank you. (laughs) You got it. Laura Rutledge, what a talent. Uh, Hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages 
352-400-4550. 352-400-4550-QC Kinetics. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hey, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They don't have any new vehicles. They haven't in over 40 years they've been in business. They specialize in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. They always keep up the best and the highest inventory of high quality used vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, Southeast Car Agency. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. Zach is our producer today. Many thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and to the wonderful Laura Rutledge from ESPN for joining us here today. Uh, Terry Ford who works at uh, 107.5 The Game up in Columbia, is going to join us here in about 10 minutes to talk about South Carolina. But we want to talk to you. It doesn't have to be necessarily Gator football. It can be whatever else. But let's talk a little sports. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. I got this note. Thank you. And uh, I had to read it three times to make sure I didn't misread this. Zach, real quick. The National Football Foundation in College Hall of Fame um, gave out the number of collegiate institutions that nationwide currently offer football on campus. How many many do you think there are? Because I was way off. Division one or everything, everything. Two hundred. You too are way off. Seven hundred and seventy-two. Wow. I was I said three hundred, so I wasn't. 
But now, remember, I said it includes everything, right? Um, and here were four programs that were launched this year. Arkansas Baptist College, which is NAIA, Eastern University, which is Division Three in Pennsylvania, John Melvin University, which is in Crowley, Louisiana. Uh, it's in the Gulf Atlantic Christian Athletic Alliance. And Thomas University in Thomasville, Georgia, which is NAIA. Next year, four, I'm sorry, six new ones. Anderson University, Anderson, South Carolina, Division Two, Calvin University in, in uh, Michigan, Grand Rapids. They're going to be Division Three, Centenary College of Louisiana in Shreveport. They're going to be Division Three. New England College in New Hampshire will be NCAA Division Three. Simpson University in Redding, California, NAIA, and William Woods University in Fulton, Missouri. In NAIA, they're going to be the Heart of America Athletic Conference. 772. Yeah. Um, since 1978, when the NCAA changed its method for tracking attendance figures, the number of schools playing NCAA football has increased by 181 schools from 484 in 1978 to 665 in 2023. In the past decade alone, 58 football programs have been added by the NCAA, NAIA, or independent institutions. How about that? Pretty interesting. Um, all right, let's get some calls. I want to talk some sports. William says, it looks like the Phillies are on a mission to get back to the World Series. Dodgers embrace pitching has failed them miserably. With all the home run records the Braves set this year, it looks like that's dried up. In a short series, you never know. Look, a pitcher can win 20 games, and you look at the pitcher and go, that's a really good year, and it is. But maybe for a stretch in July, that pitcher lost three out of four decisions. Well, it depends when you do it. And that's what makes having such a great regular season and then flaming out in the postseason tough. Mets did that last year. Won 100 games and flamed out. So it isn't easy. Williams says about giving Billy Napier more time. I want to give him time, and I will. I have little patience for the obvious moves that need to be made. Uh, the one complaint from day one, uh, most would say he should have hired an OC from day one. When fans see what they projected to be a problem actually became a real problem, very little patience is going to be given. I bet he hires one this offseason, which will be good, but also means we wasted two years experimenting on an idea most fans predicted to fail. Well, let me also say this. I think what the uh, automatic assumption is is that if you hire an offensive coordinator, that guy's going to score 50 points a game. What if, the, what if that hire isn't any good? What if that hire doesn't work out? I think there's this leap 
that if you hire an offensive coordinator, all of a sudden Florida's going to score 45 points a game. Maybe so. And that's the hope if you hire one. But I just want to say right now, there's no guarantee of that. Hugh Freeze is a really good offensive coach. Go look at Auburn's numbers offensively. They're not very good because on offense, Auburn isn't very good. Offensive coordinator or not. So sometimes it's a talent issue. Uh, And he says, um, if he does hire one, we wasted two years experimenting on an idea most fans predicted to fail, and it has failed so far. That's a fact, not an opinion. Well, I would disagree with that. Because, again, what's your definition of failing? What is that? Now, I will say it statistically, Florida and South Carolina are the two worst offenses in the SEC in terms of points per game at 27. Um, I know we sound like a broken record, but unless it gets substantially better, it'll become louder and louder. Yes, it will. It will. But what will happen if the offensive coordinator gets hired and then the offense doesn't improve? Well, you never should have hired an offensive coordinator. I, I mean, so it's results that matter, right? You, you can hire Zach as the offensive coordinator, and if he works out, he's a genius, right? If he doesn't, run him out of town. That's how... This world of ours lives now. By the way, uh, I mentioned this in the first hour because he's my friend. I'm going to say it again. Shane Matthews, uh, selected to the 2023 SEC Football Legends class. Uh, he's one of 14 who uh, are going to be honored during the SEC championship game. So good for Shaner. Uh, well-deserved and uh, a lot of fun to see that. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Terry Ford, 107.5 The Game in Columbia, South Carolina, joins us next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hannah Mack. The Kansas City Chiefs take on the Denver Broncos tonight in this week's Thursday night football matchup. Denver's defense faces a serious test in the Chiefs' powerful offense. Tune in for coverage right here at 8 p.m. Florida soccer will stay on the road for another SEC matchup tonight. The Gators will face the 10th-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks at 7 p.m. Gators volleyball is also on the road for an SEC match. Tomorrow night, Florida will take on Mississippi State while continuing to fight for a place back in the top 10. Tonight at 6.30, O'Call Volleyball will be on the road at The Rock in both teams' final regular season matchup. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Big heads up here to Florida healthcare workers. I've got money-saving news for you. My healthcare federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location, same great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. For example, you can try their fixed-rate Visa card an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. You can use their concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. How about buying a green vehicle? If you do, you can save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union, online at FICAREFCU.org. It's the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. FICAREFCU.org. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. That's 802-341-4542. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. I was speaking to somebody in the golf industry. He works for another company other than the one I represent, PXG. And he said, do you really like the clubs? I said, I love the clubs. He said, why? I said, well, you go in for the fitting, and it's about two and a half hours. They take you through all the clubs, and they're so knowledgeable. And you get to see all the data there, and they're not trying to change your swing. They're trying to get clubs that adapt to your swing. Right now, you can get a club fitting at PXG. This month, the fittings are $25. PXG Fittings, one-on-one, data-driven, totally focused on making sure your clubs deliver maximum distance and accuracy. Beginner, scratch golfer, somewhere in between, PXG. Get clubs that are fitted to you and your swing. Right now, a 30-day follow-up will ensure that the fit is great. Visit pxg.com, learn more, find the closest location, and enjoy a fitting experience just like I did. PXG, nobody makes or fits golf clubs the way we do, period. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Let us now venture to Columbia, South Carolina. Terry Ford, 107.5 The Game. Talks great sports up there. He's going to join us now to give you the South Carolina perspective of things. Hello, my friend. How you doing, Terry? How you doing, boy? What's happening, Steve? (laughs) I'm doing okay. Um, You know, I I talked with Todd Ellis earlier in the week, Terry, and I want to get your thoughts on this, too, because Florida's had such road woes 
there is really angst in this fan base about what Florida will do when it gets back on the road. What is the, in your opinion, the tenor of the Carolina fan base here now entering this game off the bye week? Well, the, the Carolina fan base has, has had two weeks to chew on that loss in Knoxville. So the fan base here is, they're anxious, you know, because when you look at their schedule moving forward, Steve, you can make a case for pretty much winning every game and make a case for losing every game. And especially when you come off a game in Knoxville where you saw some of the things you were hoping were getting better regress for four quarters against Tennessee, the angst comes back. And so I think it's an anxious fan base, especially, and you brought up Florida's road woes. You know, I guess the positive spin here is, well, yeah, you know, South Carolina came off uh, not a great performance against Tennessee on the road, but now South Carolina's at home where they're much better at Williams-Brice, and a Florida team comes in that's been struggling on the road, uh, what, not just with Billy Napier, but the last year at Dan Mullen, where they've won two road games in the last two and a half years. So the, the hope is you get a team that comes in and struggles on the road, you're better at home than on the road, and you can find a way in some way, shape, or form to have more points on the scoreboard than the Gators. Uh, there's already some in the Gator fan base who don't like Billy Napier's demeanor. He's got to hire an offensive coordinator. Uh, and again, all fan bases are different. But in terms of where Shane Beamer is, how important is this season for him? him in his tenure there that's it's a really interesting question um on the outside looking in you would be like okay well uh, south carolina won eight games last year they'd be clemson at the end they beat tennessee they hung in there with notre dame despite not having like nine starters uh from the last regular season game so the expectation for shane beamer is he better win more than eight or there could be trouble. I think Shane Beamer has bought himself a lot of goodwill uh, here, Steve, especially at the end of the season with the win, the wins over Tennessee and Clemson back-to-back and the good showing in the Gator Bowl. I, I, the way I look at it is the first two years under Shane, the program overachieved what the preseason expectation was. You know, you do the same thing I do. You look at the ESPN predictor or some analytics sites predictor for the upcoming season, and neither year South Carolina was picked to win six games. So they've exceeded expectation the first two years under Shane. This year, you're, what you're seeing is the development of a program in year three, and you know how this goes. There's just not a lot of depth here yet. Remember, uh, Beamer came in, his first year was the COVID year, so you know, you're just not recruiting the same. You're behind the eight ball in recruiting, and that first recruiting class was near the bottom of the SEC. Um, this past year, it was a top 25 class, and the upcoming one, if it all holds together, will be a top 20, top 15 class. So the depth just isn't there. And they lost a couple of really important pieces in the transfer portal and running back Marshawn Lloyd and edge uh, rusher Jordan Birch. That seems to, you know, is coming back to bite them. The offensive line's had a ton of injuries. I think Shane, I don't think there's a hot seat here at all for him, Steve. Now, I think next year, the expectation will ramp back up again to where, hey, now you're in year four. It's really your players and your team. You've had a couple years of development with your recruiting classes. Now let's, you know, get back to having a higher expectation. This year, I think he's fine. I even think if this team goes six and six-ish and goes back to a bowl game, I think the fan base will understand. But year four, it better kick back up if it makes any sense. Yep, it does. Um, Carolina's not run it well. 
Uh, both offenses here last in the league, 27 points a game. Uh, Carolina struggled some on defense. Where do you think they can make the most improvement, Terry, if they are to get better in the second half? It's, 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 an inter- it's interesting because both places, the defense, especially up front, and the offensive line where there's been a lot of struggling, they, there's a chance two freshmen will start on the offensive line Saturday against the Gators. It felt like it was getting better. And then Tennessee happened. And the defense got, you know, gouged for over 250 yards on the ground. And we know Tennessee, the way they run their offense, you know, they kind of scheme you into trouble if you don't win one-on-one battles and if you don't, you know, make tackles. Things can get ugly because of their run game. But still, it was it was just kind of like a downer because they had played better. They were leading Georgia 14-3 to at halftime, Steve. Yep. And they were controlling that football game. And then they wore down in the second half and got beat, obviously. They played well against Mississippi State, except for, you know, getting beat by big plays in the passing game. They played better in that game. But then a lot of these things came back uh, in in Tennessee where the offensive line struggled to protect Spencer Rattler, and the Tennessee edge guys just had a field day. And that's a concern because Florida's got guys coming off the edge that can cause a lot of problems if they're not blocked. And I feel like the offensive line is so young in spots. I feel like the defense has veterans. You would feel more confident that that defense would step up. But I'll be honest with you, Steve, some of these guys have been here for two or three years now, and some of the same problems you see, like losing one-on-one up front, not holding the edge in containment, you know, linebackers not going to the right gaps and holding their gap integrity. Some of these technique things keep biting them. So I guess I would think the defense, because it's more veteran-laden, would get better or you would hope would get better. But some of those guys have been making the same mistakes for two, three years, man. So I will begrudgingly go for the defense, to be honest, Steve. Off a bye week, does Carolina get some people back? They are relatively healthy, but the one guy they want back, they're not getting back. And he makes such a world of difference, Juice Wells. The, they're uh, all SEC wide receiver from last year. Because what happened against Tennessee was, you know, Xavier Leggett was, you know, was amongst the leaders in, in the country in, in reception yards per game. But then Tennessee doubled him. They rolled coverage on him. You know, they, they, they'd pop a safety on him deep. And so Leggett really got neutralized by Tennessee. And, again, the Tennessee secondary isn't great. They just took the one guy away they felt they could take away. If you have Juice Wells, you can't double because then you got to pick your poison, right? Okay, right. you're going to double one guy. The other guy's got one-on-ones. With no Juice Wells, and if Florida takes away Leggett and does get some pressure on Rattler where he can't go through progressions, somebody else has got to step up, whether it's wide receiver, tight ends, and they didn't do it against Tennessee. So that's the big problem is not having Juice Wells. Besides that, I think South Carolina is relatively healthy coming off a of bye week. Well, as healthy as you can be halfway through your uh, football season. Last question for you. Uh, it, it, you've seen this team play. You know its strengths. You know its weaknesses. Playing Florida, South Carolina wins this game. How? What has to happen for them to do it? Two things. They got, they've got to keep Spencer Rattler clean because the offense runs through seven. Rattler clean has had a really good year when he's had time to throw it. Even when he gets just a little bit of time to throw it, Rattler's been really good for the most part. And B, they've got to slow down the Florida run game. 
you you know, Florida's much better under Billy Napier when they can run the football. And if South Carolina, because they have trouble stopping the run at times, if they can't stop the Florida run game, it could be a long afternoon uh, for the Gamecocks at Williams-Brice. So keep Rattler clean, give him time to throw, slow down the Florida run game, Gamecocks walk off the field to win. People want to listen to you. Where can they do it? We're at 1075thegame.com. You can go to our app at 1075thegame. If you're in Myrtle Beach or Florence, because we've grown the brand, Steve, we're now in Florence and Myrtle Beach, too. Yeah, baby. So you can pick us up at 100.5 the game in Florence, 100.3 the game in Myrtle Beach. We're taking over. We're stalking everybody, <laughs> Steve Russell. <laughs> All right, Terry, on that note, appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks for taking the time. All right. I always appreciate talking with you, my friend. Same we'll see here. you, Steve. Yep, thank you, Terry. <laughs> Terry Ford. All over the place, he's taken over. Um, but he gives you the South Carolina perspective here. Uh, 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Last half hour, let's get some good sports talk going. Hear from you, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for the Fall Hall at Northern Tool and Equipment. Get your hands on tough tools at prices that are tough to ignore. Got plans? Cancel them. Trucks in the shop? Borrow someone else's. Don't like saving money? Right. So head to the Fall Hall at Northern Tool. Back up the truck for the season's biggest event and save on generators, power tools, trailers, and more. Shop in-store or at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Wendy's new breakfast two-for-three-dollar biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two-for-three-dollar biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. If you're celebrating a milestone anniversary this year, or just starting the process of picking out that engagement ring, welcome to International Diamond Center. At IDC, we're one of a few jewelers around the world with direct access to exquisite diamonds from Namibia. These are the highest quality, most brilliant diamonds on the planet. And with IDC's connections with the cutters, you can be assured of the ultimate in value with no middleman markups. And just as important as the brilliance of our diamond is the source itself. An IDC diamond comes only from specific mines that follow 
follow strict international laws and environmental standards. Not only do we guarantee conflict-free diamonds, we are proud that when you purchase an IDC diamond, you are helping provide dignified employment, much-needed education, and necessary health care to African families. So come and shop with confidence at IDC. Confidence in the quality, the value, and the integrity of our diamonds. International Diamond Center. Transparency, honesty, responsibility. Learn more at shopidc.com or visit our showroom today at Celebration Point. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After unsettled weather overnight and earlier this morning, another batch of storms is expected to move through our area from west to east during the afternoon. Again, damaging winds and stray tornadoes will be possible from these storm cells. Wind gusts to 30 miles an hour possible before these cells do arrive. And finally, tonight, rain chances tapering off. From the UF Weather Center and meteorologist Megan Borowski. Sunday. 180. Get ready for a creamsicle clash at Ray J. Hot ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. My heavens. Fire the cannon. Baker Mayfield and his Bucks are back from the bye. Ready for a rumble with Jared Goff and his Roaring Lions. Woo! It'll be a throwback throwdown you won't want to miss. Hey, listen up. Pre-game at 3.30. Kickoff at 4.25. Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Robert says, love hearing Laura Rutledge on the show you know if UF holds the record for alumni who are current sports broadcasters? There's a Gator reporting or analyzing games every time I watch a game. Uh, love the show. Uh, well, a Gator, yeah, if you do it in the context of Gator, yes. Um, but not everybody uh, who was on air was in this program. Jesse Palmer, right? He, he, had, he actually has two degrees. Uh, he has a degree in political science and a degree in marketing. So he was not, you know, he was, that's in the College of Business Administration. So sometimes, you know, Chris Collinsworth, Chris Doring, Jesse, uh, were not necessarily in our college, but people like Laura Rutledge, Christina Pink, Aaron Andrews. Uh, if you watch the SEC Network game last week, Tori Petri was one of our grads. Uh, Patrick Young from our college, you know, on the SEC network. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we, we have a lot of them. And I don't know if we hold the record or not, but uh, it's it, it's fun to see, you know, those those folks go on and do great. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. want to discuss the coaches in this Florida-South Carolina game. One thing about NIL as it relates to South Carolina, but on the assembling to what you were just talking about there, Steve, I don't know if you agree with me on, or not on this. It seems like um, athletes get a lot of breaks for these plum jobs. It's almost like the formula is you get some uh, media guy for play-by-play and they automatically pop a, an ex-athlete in at color. And um, I'm not real fond of ex-athletes getting all these uh, breaks. you got a lot of kids probably you, you teach every day that bust their tail, and some athlete swoops right in and gets the gig. And I'll just uh, cite Jason Witten. 
He got the Monday night football gig. Totally humiliated himself. He was so embarrassed he had to go back to playing football. Well, I have a different take on that. I think it just depends, honestly, Mike, on how much you're into the game of football, right? If you watch Collinsworth, if you watch Tony Romo, they know more football than I forgot. And I like seeing that because I get educated, you know, from a quarterback's eyes or from somebody who's played the game. I, I, I know football, but I don't know it like that. So, yes, does it take a position away from perhaps somebody who has less knowledge of it? But that's why most of the people are either play-by-play people or sideline analysts because you don't have the expertise that they have. Yeah. Well, I want to move along and make my call, but I, Steve, I think you might be the first person I've ever heard that actually is a fan of Tony Romo. I am a fan of Tony Romo. <laughs> I, I think you might be in a one-man band on that one. And by the way, have you ever seen much money that dude makes? That guy sounded like a – didn't he sound like a 10-year, $100 million crazy contract? Yep, yep. That's a, that's a may. Only in America, as Don King says. All right, Steve, uh, let's talk about – I want to defend Napier for a second. All these saving guys, Steve, get jobs. If you look at his resume, he's only got one blemish on it, which was getting fired by Dabo. Um, but all these Saban guys get big jobs. And and didn't he even, supposedly the story goes, he had one or two ones he didn't take, and that's how the story goes? Supposedly. Yeah, so, I mean, a guy like Billy Napier was going to get an SEC-type job. All these Saban guys do. And, by the way, his recruiting class looks good unless it um, bails on him. And for all we know, he might have wanted to go straight to Rashada or the dude that was rapping at Tebow's high school, and those dudes couldn't get in school. Well, look, time will tell. And, and that's the problem, that some fans are not particularly patient, uh, even though they profess to be when he was first hired. You know, I've said this a thousand times. He needs time. Mullen didn't recruit well. He's got to bring his recruits in here. Well, you know, for some people, that ship has long sailed. Now it's about, you know, he needs an offensive coordinator. He needs to quit throwing the ball side to side instead of down the field. So we'll see. And uh, one thing on Beamer, Steve, um, call me uh, crazy here, but look at what happened to him in the offseason. His team deserted him via NIL. You would have thought you'd have guys coming into that program. They finished hot. They beat Tennessee and Clemson. And didn't they win their bowl game last year? Uh-huh. Finished ranked at the end of the uh, bottom of the top 25. But, you know, as fans, Steve, we always think about what are we going to get out of the portal. He got raided in the portal. They, their offensive line is uh, probably not even uh, Division One top quality offensive line. They got killed in the portal on the exit door. Well, that what does that, what does that say? That, it says – it says, yeah, the t- you got to re-recruit your roster. You probably yep. need coordinators because you got to babysit your players. Yep. And um, and the portal's a two-way street. The, you, I mean, you never know how that's going to shake out. But I'll leave you with this, Steve. I think uh, Beamer just got the job because of nepotism, because of his daddy. Everybody used to use that on Kiffin. I got five years of Bush Jones, three years of Derek Dooley. They're both weirdos. I think Shane Beamer's a weirdo. And um, take it for what it's worth. See All right. You. Thank you. I guess I would ask what the definition of a weirdo is but okay uh william says uh much like a previous emailer commend the journalism school for so many graduates lauren shahadi laura rutledge aaron andrews christina pink uh heath klein so many i can't name mike morgan is another one uh from the sec network uh, so yeah uh look 
We're very proud of that. I'm very proud of that. Um, and there's so many others that are working for NFL teams or, you know, other uh, places in, in media that don't get national recognition. It's cool. Uh, Monty says, how impactful to Napier's long-term plan was the decision of several old linemen to transfer at the end of last season? It was impactful. Yes. If they had those guys, uh, I think that line would be better. And that's why I said, Monty, at the start of the season, do I think Florida's line was going to be great? No. Uh, but it had a chance to be overall improved. And if I had, if I had one area that uh, I would be critical of Billy Napier in, and that put critical in quotes, would be that, you know, did he do a great job on the portal? I don't know. And there's ways, I think, to quantify that by, you know, how many you get, what did they do, you know, what's been the impact. But, I mean, I don't – Pearsall has certainly been a really good acquisition in the portal, but I don't know that they've gotten that one just big dude in the portal that some other schools have. Three nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf dot com. Twenty minutes or so left in today's show, uh, so we still need you to call in here and uh, talk a little sports here. I'm just stunned. There, there's not more buzz about this game. Is is there that much angst here? I, I guess maybe there is, and I understand that. And look, I may do this tomorrow just for fun. Here we are, middle of October, okay? Where would you rank Florida right now in the hierarchy of the SEC? I'm I'm thinking out loud here. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, okay? Okay. Where do we go from there? Kentucky. Kentucky beat Florida, certainly. You would think they would have to be over them at this point, despite the drubbing they took at Georgia. What about Missouri? I mean, to the eye test, Missouri's played pretty well, and their offense is terrific. So I just wonder now where you would place Florida in the hierarchy of the SEC. Maybe we'll... Do that tomorrow. Andrew says, who won Rams-Lions quarterback trade? Uh, well, the Rams. They won a Super Bowl. That's easy. That's one of the easy questions I'll get all day, Andrew. It's starting to change. First impressions aren't always correct in sports. Yeah, but you, you're, you said who won in the short term. The Rams won. They got a Super Bowl ring. Lions don't, but I'm happy for the Lions. Lomas Brown, by the way, the, the Gator, is there doing radio. And uh, as bad as the Lions have been for a long time, uh, it's good to see them relevant. And their fans, you know, how many times did you watch them on Thanksgiving and they were, you know, three and seven or something? Uh, now they have a chance to win that division. And I think that's, that's good for Detroit. I think it's really good for the sport, and it's good. 
all right. Paul, uh, his question, interesting one. Uh, if Florida wins this game at five and, and goes five and two, isn't it? I guess what he's asking is, isn't this uh, a success and doesn't that sort of knock some of the uh, Napier naysayers? Sure it does. Raise your hand. How many people thought Florida would be 5-2 and two at the break? I don't see a lot of hands. Don't. So, yeah. And even 4-3 and three isn't terrible. But I would say, what games on your schedule then do you say, okay, chalk up a win? Not sure. Chris says, I'm an older Gator. I've seen our worst 0-10-1 and our best with the championships. I have patience when it comes to Napier. I think too many fans today think it's easy to dominate in college football. It's not, especially with the new issues of NIL and the transfer portal. As long as we continue to make progress, which we have been doing, I'm happy with Napier because I think he's honest and is proving he can recruit. The one good thing is we can only get better. I think Bama's peaked with their dominance and are now slowly starting to come back down a bit. I don't see Georgia dominating the way Bama did for long. Mm. As long as Kirby Smart's there, I think under Napier, we'll be able to compete with anyone by the 2025 season, and I'm okay waiting for that. Boy, you may be in the minority there, Chris, but we'll see. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Hannah Mack. Tonight at 6.30 p.m., O'Call Volleyball will be on the road at The Rock in both teams' final regular season matchup. Buholtz Volleyball will travel to Williston for a 7 p.m. matchup. In local football, the Eastside Rams travel to Newberry High tomorrow night. Kickoff is set for 7.30. P.K. Young will face undefeated Oak Hall tomorrow at 7 p.m. Florida Soccer will stay on the road for another SEC matchup tonight. The Gators will face the 10th-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks at 7 p.m. The Kansas City Chiefs take on the Denver Broncos tonight in this week's Thursday night football matchup. Denver's defense faces a serious test in the Chiefs' powerful offense. Tune in for coverage right here at 8 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now, and... You know, it's just made the world a difference to me. So well, it's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, bedside manners are just amazing. Makes you feel relaxed. Like, you know, you're part of the family. And that's, I want an exceptional work. Um, that's why I came to exceptional. In exceptional dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the, with the team here. Love Dr. Art. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. Don't forget, uh, Gator Volleyball in action uh, Friday. Uh, they're 12-3, and 4-2 and two in the league. They'll take on Mississippi State. Eight and eight, one and five in the SEC. And then Gator Soccer, you just heard Samantha Bohan. Uh, they will be in action against Arkansas. So that's what's coming up. That is today, seven o'clock. Arkansas is nine, three and one, five and one in the SEC. So pretty good stuff. Uh, okay. Still have time for calls. Chris says, uh, second email, but I'll read it because I'm hurting for emails today for some reason. My reasoning for why I don't think Georgia dominates like Bama uh, for so long is due to NIL. However, Georgia's been able to stockpile talent with NIL. That advantage is over. Well, it isn't. It isn't, in my opinion, Chris, because Georgia really hasn't had to go to uh, the portal much because they've been able to stockpile that talent. And believe me, if they continue to stockpile that talent, then Kirby Smart can pick and choose in the portal 
where he needs to go. And that's been the, that's been the formula that's been successful. But he says, I think Florida is and will be competing with Bama and Georgia to acquire talent, which is why I don't see Georgia dominating Florida much longer. Georgia's dominated because of a talent advantage, not because Kirby isn't that much better of a game day coach. Uh, Russ says, uh, all the Gator reporters in a career job are the best example to follow. Uh, you do a great job. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for that. Um, like I said, I, I've said this 2,000 times if I've said it once. Um, it's really cool to see you know one of our kids go on and work in the business. It's very good. Uh, Leonard has an interesting email about Major League Baseball. Uh, he says, which team in the playoffs did you envision not being there? Oh, Arizona. I didn't think the Diamondbacks were any factor at all. I went back, Leonard, and looked at my preseason projections, and believe me, I didn't have the Arizona Diamondbacks in the playoffs. I did have Texas as a wild card, though. I did have them. Um, I had the Braves winning the division, Philly finishing second. I had the Dodgers winning the division. I wasn't on the Padres bandwagon, which proved to be right. Um, But I've kind of liked baseball. Um, You know, Baltimore doing what it did, I think has been great for the sport. Now, can they take the next step, you know, in terms of acquiring a little more talent? I don't know. But that good young core there is uh, really good. Philip, Steve, you don't talk much about the Gators in the NFL. Uh, Who do you think stand out? That's That's a good question. I mean, I have to go back and take a list of I wouldn't want to leave anybody out. But speaking of former Gators, uh, very glad to report Alex Anzalone. Uh, you know, his family was caught up in the crisis in Israel, but apparently his family now has turned up safe. Uh, and that is certainly um, good news. That's when you just you feel for anybody like that, and uh, it's really good. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I'm trying. This is a long email. I'm trying to sift through. Uh, Gerald, uh, Steve, I listen a lot. Don't email. Get your crystal ball out. Five years from now, where's FSU, Miami, and Florida? And let's throw in UCF. Who leads the heap? Boy, that's so hard to do. So hard to do. I'm not avoiding the question, Gerald. It's just really hard to do, but I'll try. Either FSU or Florida 1, FSU or Florida 2, Miami 3, and UCF 4. UCF is finding it a bit of a rough go in a big conference. And that doesn't surprise me. So there we go. By the way, Barrett Sally from CBSSports.com, I wanted to end 
with this. Um, he makes his SEC picks. And this is his power rankings. And this is what he's got Florida number nine in the SEC power rankings, trailing in this order Missouri, A&M, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU. He's got Ole Miss at three, Alabama, and Georgia. So I would have put Florida around eight or nine. I don't. I wouldn't have any any quibble with that. Um, Georgia at Vanderbilt, thirty-one and a half points here is the spread. Arkansas to Alabama, nineteen and a half points. Last time I looked, A and M at Tennessee, A and M by three and a half. That's the most intriguing game of the week in the SEC. Auburn at LSU. Auburn's uh, an 11.5-point underdog. Take Auburn in the points, I think. They have trouble scoring, but LSU's defense hasn't stopped a train. So take the points. Well, I take that back. This is the most intriguing game. Missouri at Kentucky. Does Kentucky bounce back from that awful showing against Georgia? And remember... Dynamic passing attack hurt Kentucky. Missouri has got that. Missouri is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a pick'em game. I like Missouri there. Florida at South Carolina. Carolina uh, minus two-and-a-half. Um, and Barrett Sally says, quote, buckle up for a fun one as South Carolina will get the job done within the final five minutes. We will see. Last two emails of the day. Andrew, uh, why bad success on the road? Do they grow grass uh, longer or something? Does the time of game impact it? I'm going to say this again, and I said it yesterday, Andrew. Gator fans take great pride in filling the swamp and being a factor in the outcome of a game. Well, you think their fan, fan bases are saying, why not success on the road? Do they go grass longer there or something? It's hard to win on the road. That's why home field advantage, it's called that. It's hard to win on the road. And where Florida is right now, Andrew, they just, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. So they're playing another team that's sort of in the middle of the pack, and you're playing them at home. So this is the game you have to win if you're Florida to go to a team that's sort of similar than you and beat them in their yard. That moves you up in the pecking order, so to speak, of the league. And I think that's the, the job that Florida has uh, in front of it. So there you are. All right. Today, Laura Rutledge here. From the SEC Network, from ESPN, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, in the house today, too, as well as Terry Ford up in Columbia, South Carolina, and other places, Myrtle Beach, but specifically 107.5 The Game in Columbia, giving you the uh, South Carolina perspective of things. I'm going to return the favor, be on Terry's show tomorrow, 
up there, talk from the Gator perspective. Uh, and again, tomorrow, hope we get better participation. I, I'm anxious to see, in the end, the day before the game, what you finally predict when it comes to the winner of Florida and South Carolina. We'll predict the SEC games, except Georgia Vanderbilt, because I think we all know that. Um, but some other good games tomorrow we will pick on Prognostication Friday. Thanks to Zach for producing. Thanks to you for taking time to listen. And we'll do this again tomorrow at noon. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRU.